What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today's special guest is Juan from Beers and Cameras. Hey, Juan. How's it going? So before we get into um, what you're about and beers and cameras and all that stuff, the community, Timothy and I have been off for quite a bit. We've been off for the holidays. So I just want to catch everybody up real quick and just say Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Annika to all of our listeners. It's 2018. It's so exciting. First thing I'd like to say is what did you get for your Emulsive Secret Santa? I got way too much night stuff. That's what I got. I got... Um, I think it was a... It was was all 120 film and uh, 120 negative sleeves so it it worked out great i mean i didn't have much 120 film so it i i mostly shoot 35 so but i have a bunch of 120 medium format cameras so it's just really nice and he sent uh one of the five packs of the 120 was the fuji acros and i've i've never shot that film which is crazy because i i mean you know me i love black and white film, and i i shot two yeah two three three rolls of it um already since and like from going home and stuff like that and it and it was all like landscape uh all six by nine i got this crazy folding six by nine camera like real cheap bargain bin at an antique place i didn't even think the thing was going to work and it it's now like one of my all-time favorite cameras it's just an an old folding you know six by nine camera and i'm now completely 100% in love with Fuji Acros Ooh. 100. And I shot it at box speed, which is something I never do. So it was like super fine grain. But yeah, he got me a box of that. He got, I think one was Ektar. I got a box of Ektar 100 and then Portra 400 negative sleeves and, you know, all that fun stuff. So I was, I was spoiled. Yeah, it was so, it was so fun. I, I saved, a lot of people didn't save it for Christmas morning, but I was like, I'm going to save it. And I'm going to open it with all my other presents. Um, mm-hmm. 
I got I was like super overwhelmed. I got I got I got Sinstill 500D. Oh, I was yeah. super excited about. He sent me Holga film, Ektar 100, Kodak Gold, um a, a, a three pack of Lumography 400 and some some cho- some really nice uh chocolate truffles. So it was Man. it was uh, it was really fun to be a part of the Secret Santa. So I'm so glad we were able to do that. And I'm definitely doing it next year because it was it was really awesome. I, I think I I went crazy overboard with my with my secret person because I just really wanted them to open up a box and just be kind of like, what? you know, yeah, like, yeah. what is this guy doing? Like I just I went I went crazy. I didn't I didn't it's hold the best. back. It's the best. Yeah, it, it it's such a good idea, and it's definitely like another one of those like community driven things. Yeah, like, it just I don't know. I was getting a little sappy <laughs> shooting some stuff for my YouTube video today. I was just shooting like a I'm doing a camera giveaway for my YouTube channel, and I was like shooting some of the stuff and thanking everyone for 2017. And I was yeah. just like, oh man, it just like what an awesome community to be a part of. Like I finally feel like what I've been searching for my whole life. Yeah. Like I found, you know, I found my click and my crew and you yeah. know, it's just, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Well, speak, speaking of community, we can go back to our guests and kind of <laughs> introduce Juan and can you give our listeners like a little bit of a backstory on you and then a backstory on beers and cameras? Yeah, yeah, sure. Of course. So backstory on me is kind of boring. I mean, I'm, I'm not a professional photographer <laughs> by trade or anything. I'm a, I'm a dad father two, one on the way. Oh, congratulations. Um, yeah. Thank you. And I'm a defense contractor for my nine to five. So definitely photography is like my outlet, how I get creative or how at least I try to learn and get creative, right? Mm -hmm. Now to beers and cameras, that started, geez, two years ago, November. I met a guy off Craigslist and uh, his name's Pacholo. I bought a lens off of him and uh, I have this knack for making friends uh, out of the people I buy (laughs) things off of because if you think about it, they're into the same things you are or they were into the same things before they sold you that thing they were into. But if they're into photography, right, they're into photography. So I uh, bought a lens off phone. We met at Starbucks. We kind of like just got along. I uh, kept in t- touch with them through text like, hey, what are you shooting today? Random stuff. Uh, we hang out, hung out again. He bought something off of me. I don't remember what it was. Uh, then we moved from that particular city in San Diego to uh, like a beer centric part of San Diego called North Park. We bought a house here and we started to meet up at breweries instead of like a Starbucks. So we kind of mm-hmm. stepped it up in a different direction. Uh, at that point, we had about <laughs> three people that would come with us or four. And we would just meet up randomly and like just have a beer and geek out on photography. At that time, I didn't even shoot film. So it was just like whatever Sony NEX 5 or F6 that I had at the time. Um, I was just getting into it. Yeah, so we did that for a bit. And one night I came home and I texted them all. I was like, hey, I started an Instagram account. Here's the password post your photos from tonight and let's oh. try to get people to like come to the next one if we meet up again like let's make this oh, a thing man i love how people... simplistic it started that's really, so awesome yeah, yeah it's really <laughs> simple of course they ignored it um i wish i would have kept that original <laughs> like text kind of because it'd be fun to see that text like a screenshot like and then nothing you know like okay yeah no uh anyways you know but uh so then i i just continued posting to it and then really kind of a blur i don't know it just we set up a meetup through instagram maybe a month later a couple weeks later and then we've just kept it up every sing- every two weeks i've missed wow. days of work but i won't miss beers and cameras like it's funny <laughs> yeah. how funny how that works right like i'll be sick yeah. on a thursday but i'll go to beers and cameras <laughs> that night even if i'm like sick. wait a second <laughs> we 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 had our uh, me and my wife um, had our, our child and we were at a prison cameras a week later with our kid. Wow. So we, yeah. Yes. So Start him young. Start him young. 
Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's it. So basically, that's kind of how it started. And as you can see, just about building community. And that's kind of what it's been this whole time. That's been the goal. It's just building community um, first in San Diego. And then now we have chapters in different places. How did how many people would you say on average come to a, each meetup? In San Diego? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it varies. We get anywhere from at least 28 to 45. So every two weeks. Cool thing is it's different people. Like you get a lot of the core group that come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get a lot of people that can't make it. And the great thing about it being two weeks, which I think is, is kind of a neat thing, is that you can miss one and you don't mm-hmm. have to feel like I got to wait a month. Right, right. Or, yeah. or two months or a quarter or wait till they decide to do it again. It's like, no, they know every other Thursday, every other Thursday. Right. So I think that kind of makes it a little bit more, adds to the, it being so casual and inviting is this is very like, we're going to be here, show up. For if not, we'll t- see you next time. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. no pressure. At, at this point in San Diego, since we've been doing it for two years, they're like my best friends. I mean, it's yeah, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. It's amazing how that's turned out to be, really. Yeah. Yeah. So how did how did it take off? Like, what was the like? It started pretty moderately, and then it started to grow. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So, geez, I don't know what point. It started to, and I, I still don't even feel like it's, I feel like it's grown, but I still feel like it's, it's got so much more room to grow. Mm. Well, you so guys are like, like, you guys are worldwide now. Well, you're overseas, well, we, right? Yeah, yeah. We have chapters in, um, so, so far we have, just to go over really quick, we have a Phoenix chapter, the newest one. We have LA, which is the second newest. We have Sacramento, um, and we have a Calgary, Alberta one, and then we have one in the UK. And for 2018, wow. we have one starting in Seattle. And we have one starting in London, and uh, there's a huge meetup in Birmingham. Or I'm probably saying that wrong. Yeah. Somewhere in the UK, like yeah, Bir- yeah, yeah. Bir- uh, in March, that that our lead out in UK is heading is starting with the guy who's going to be leading the London chapter. And these are people that I met through Instagram for the most part, right? And so it's really cool because I feel like I have all these friends and. We're all connected in this way. Like we're working to build community in our own city, and we've all met through Instagram, and we're all have this common interest. Obviously, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty awesome when I sit and think about it. I'm like, wow. Like you started a big yeah. thing. That's that's you should be proud. That's amazing. Thanks. Yeah. yeah I, I just there's so much more to do. That's something I, I would say. Like, ah, oh, you don't know <laughs> if I if I didn't have a full time job. Like, right, right, there's right. So, there's mm-hmm. the YouTube space that I want to go into. There's right. More, just so much I could do. That we could do as a community. And one thing we don't do, which is kind of funny, we don't have a good Facebook presence. It's almost like Beers and Cameras is the opposite of a Facebook meetup group because we only <laughs> meet in person. We right. don't have yeah. a forum. And oh, we kind of set one up, but nobody really uses it. They use Instagram as the forum. That's the right. closest thing. And we meet up in person every two weeks. And we meet up pretty often, almost like people go on forums pretty often. So it's almost like inverse of that. Yeah, that's interesting. Know. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. That's impressive for this day and age, too, because you know how addicted we are to our uh-huh. phones and computers. Right. Man. Yeah, it's 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 nice to, like, have a place to, like, go and hang out with people that have the same interest as you. And, you know, like, yeah, I'm sure it, there's, like, networking you can do there or, oh like, somebody needs, like, a lens and they want to sell or, you know, it's, like, it's great. So, so much. There's I, I the, the one of my most favorite things to see is on Instagram when I see people hanging out that met up at a meetup yeah. that now yeah. know each other and now are shooting by themselves or doing street shooting or doing getting into film together or shooting pool together or we have a couple who's dating we have yes. um, yeah yeah we have all sorts of people <laughs> and 
And people kind of are recognizing this because even at the meetups it, among the conversation, they'll say like, what would you have been doing on Thursdays if it wasn't like, yeah, we, we never, we didn't meet each other. We didn't know who we were until beers and cameras. So it's pretty cool. I feel like it's making an impact on some people's lives, which is cool. absolutely that's awesome. Man, for real. It's like super inspiring because I've been that's one of my goals for, you know, this coming year is to get more involved with the community here. I'm very present online and stuff like that. And I there's people I see and like I'm friends with on Instagram and Facebook and, you know, listeners of our show and stuff like that, that I talk to on a regular basis that live 20 minutes away from me. Oh, and no I way. Never, oh, wow. you know, like it's nuts. I I. I so we need like a beers and cameras here, you know, like maybe the next chapter will say. be in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, like, hmm. <laughs> well, we have, yeah, I get inquiries for it like almost every other day through DMs on Instagram or emails, but uh, there's actually a Minnesota one. Uh, oh, man. So there's like all sorts of people. Like if I start to tell you who's involved with these, like Hamish yeah. Gill, who I'm sure you've heard of, the 35 millimeter, meter, well, millimeter MC, Hamish Gill, he's the UK guy. Uh, London, have you seen London Camera Project on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, I knew. He they is are. doing our London. He's going to be oh, leading no our kidding. London one. Okay. The camera store guys are the and the camera store and um, was are the ones who sponsored the Calgary chapter and and Chris Nichols is the one that discovered us through Instagram through a fu- kind of a funny way. So they do that. I have Steve Huff, who is a kind of a one of the the first to kind of do YouTube reviews and get it to you know on YouTube. He's doing the Phoenix yeah. one, the Darkroom Lab. Sponsors mm-hmm. our yeah. Sacramento chapter, which is led by Trev Lee, who's an amazing film photographer out of Sacramento. Uh, the LA chapter is sponsor is led by Adam Aki, who's an F-stopper uh, editor, um, mm-hmm. and he's really cool. And then we have me. So people are st- kind of stuck with me here in San Diego. <laughs> Who um, does the LA chapter? Adam, o- Adam Aki. Okay. Adam Aki, yeah. So the LA chapter is kind of new. Um Phoenix is like the freshest one. The holidays kind of screwed things up because we started it right before. And with the holidays, people were out. And so the leads, it just kind of got, yeah. Yeah, the holidays got, screwed up yeah. us up too, huh, Timothy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how it, you know, got to well, take meeting, a break. <laughs> well, meeting in person is one thing. Like you said, online, it's kind of easy to just grab your phone and get online. Not easy. Yeah. But, yeah. but then if you have to say, wait, I got to get in my car and actually yeah. spend two, three hours with these people, like. So, you know, it's a little different, I think. I like that, though, man. That's what we need that. We need more of that, you know, at least around here. I feel like sometimes I'm the only person around here that shoots. And then I feels like that. that. I know. Like I was just saying, I was like, man, I I just met a kid not too long ago. who was just like, oh, man, I I listen to your podcast and watch your YouTube. And and he's like walking around with uh, he had like a Yashica Matt 124. And I'm like, man, I was like, you live here? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like here's my email like let's hang out yeah like hit me up anytime like (laughs) i want to go do something you know it's kind of funny because i was in new york for the for i I went home uh to connecticut and then i spent the day in new york we saw a show but i went to b and h because you have to you know so i was like i don't need any film but i'm gonna go and see like if i wind up buying a strap for my new black uh cannonet and I, i went right to the you know the film area and so i saw a bunch of guys with like one guy had a, a, a contact 645, the big medium format. And, like, we were all just, like, looking at each other's cameras. We were all just like, <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? And I was like, this is – I should – I was like, I wish I had, like, like cards, like business cards. Like, hey, like, listen to my podcast yeah. if you want. Like, just because I knew, like, I just to start a conversation. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I knew we would be 
nerding out right in the middle of B&H, you know? You just got to yeah. be the weirdo. Like my wife said, you're so yep. weird. Yep. Like I'm the guy that goes up to people flying a drone. This actually happened at the beach. <laughs> two uh, two meetups into beers and cameras. And I'm just introducing myself. And I'm just flying the drone. His name is Chris. And if I don't do beers and cameras, I, I, if I see somebody with a camera out in the wild, I'm like, oh, because I, I feel confident enough to know what I'm talking about now when I see a yeah. camera and if it's yeah, film yeah. or yeah. digital. Then I'm like, oh, what are you shooting? And, and, and then I just invite them. Or if I'm trying to buy something on Craigslist again, and even if the deal doesn't go through, I'm like, yeah. well, hey, you should check this out. And I don't even say I run it. I'm just like, and a lot of times what's amazing in San Diego is they're like, oh, I've heard of them or I follow them. And they're like, yeah. wait, you run it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, no big deal. Like, just go. Just it's come and hang me. out. Like, just not about me. Just come hang. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the, kind of the cool part. I know. It's um, funny, like, being brave. Like, I've, I, I just recently, I was in DC before Connecticut, before New York, and I was talking, I was having trouble with street shooting. And, you know, just being able to just go up to him and be like, hey, can I take your photo? Like, just even oh, that. Yeah. Like, I was, there was such, they were rad, like, skateboard dudes in DC. Like, one of them had a huge fro, and I was like, I want to take his portrait. And I, like, couldn't do it. But, yeah, just being able to just go talk to people is like, I got to get over that in 2018. Yeah. I mean, if that person has a camera, if that's yeah, like your it's ticket. Yeah, it's even easier. That's... What ha- happened to me at, at the beach, uh, I was with a friend and the guy saw my film camera and he was like, oh, nice camera. You're shooting film. I love film. And I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. And my friend was like, are you going to tell him about your podcast or let yeah. him walk right by you? <laughs> <laughs> i'm shy oh, man. I'm, sorry. See, I'm the complete opposite when it comes to that like i saw a guy i was in line at starbucks waiting to get my morning coffee and there was a dude with like an m3 sitting you know just sitting at the table on his computer and i i thought about it for a split second and i was like man if i don't say something i'm a chump like yeah. I, this is this is what i do like yeah. i need to go talk to this guy so I went over there and I was like, man, M3. I was like, that's awesome. And he's just like, oh, I'm renting it from, you can rent these at this camera place. And he's like, I, I'm trying to decide if I want this one or the M6. And I, you know, just talking to him for a while, I had a camera around my shoulder and he was like, oh, what do you got there? And I'm just like, oh, I'm just testing this out. The I was best. like, I buy and, you know, buy and sell cameras and stuff like that. And, you know, just giving this one a test drive. And, you know, we ended up sitting there. He emailed me later that night and was like, you know, I didn't even realize it, but I've listened to your podcast. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, cool. That's insane. That that's cool. And he's like, he's like, man, if you ever want to go shoot, you, you just, it's true. You just got to be the weird guy. Like, I love that you said that because it's, <laughs> it's true, man. Like, there's, there's no time like the present. You just need to go do it. Yeah. Like, I know, especially... Same with shooting. I wish I had this confidence back when I was, like, 21 and there was a hot girl. Mm. (laughs) I I was like that, but now now I'm like, I don't care. I mean, so I'll go up to anybody with a camera. And I always have a camera on me. So, again, like you. I usually do, too. Mm -hmm. Either people, like, see my camera and say something, or I see their camera, and then we just start talking. It's the best. There's just always that, like, if anything, if anything, you see somebody with a camera, you guys connect for that moment Mm -hmm. and at least make, like, a head nod. You know what I mean? To, like... If there's two cameras hanging there, you have your in, like you have a friend, you know, like you just go up and talk, man. Right. hundred percent. I love it. Yeah. I'm like all about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> that happens to me all the time, obviously. And it's, um, and it's actually why people get into film at our meetups. Um, just to go back to that set for one second, yeah. because it's amazing to see people come that used to shoot, let's say older folks that used to shoot in the eighties mm. and, and feel like they're actually doing like, no, I'm past that. Now I'm shooting digital. And then they come yeah. to meet up. They're like, they're like, hold on a minute. Why yeah. is everybody shooting film? Yeah. I still have my film camera. It's dusty as hell in my closet. Mm-hmm. And then within, you know, the next meetup or a couple meetups later, they bring their film cameras with them. Or if they never shot film before, 
they're super intrigued and super into it. And then within a couple months, you'll see them. They're going to get, oh, I got my, you know, I got a, a Yashica or I got my yes. Minolta or I got whatever. Yep, and then yep. eventually, because we have so many freaking Leicas at our meetups that they're like, I'm saving up for my Leica. Or I got a Leica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like these levels. Or, um, so it's amazing. So everybody at our meetups, oh, not everybody, I will say 70% shoe film too. Like, yeah. For sure. Is yeah. that how you got into it, Juan? No. So I kind of got into it because actually <laughs> I was shooting digital. And my wife actually was interested in it. Okay, so I actually shot film back in high school. Like I just took one film class. Mm-hmm. And I shot my brother skateboarding and my friend skateboarding and stuff because I used to skateboard too. And um, I was down, you know, that went away. And then my wife wanted one. And then for our, our uh, honeymoon, I bought this little 50 cent uh, Pentax IQ90 that I found at like a flea market. Oh, yeah. I, we loaded I up with film. It's, yeah, it's really just boxy small. Loaded with yep, film. Yep. We took photos during our honeymoon. That was great. And then later on, she actually wanted like a legit DSL, SLR, not DSLR, SLR film camera. So I got her an F, uh, Nikon F3 because she had kind of mentioned it randomly. And I found out that's mm. an amazing, you know, kind of cool camera. So I got her that. And then I ended up shooting it kind of more than she did. And I was like, wait, this is cool. So then <laughs> I started getting film cameras and she's like, wait, 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 wait. She's like, hold on. Like you have now two or three film cameras. I have one and I'm the one that wanted to do this. Like what's going on? <laughs> um, and then it just kind of progressed from there. Nice. Yeah. One thing about that is just that I think cameras are such amazing tools. And so I end up with, as you guys probably are, feel the same way, like they each bring with them something very special. Mm-hmm. So that's why I ended up with three film cameras. Yeah. Early on. Because I was like, want to try it out. Like, wait, what's a rangefinder? Like, what's right. this? Like, oh, yeah. You know, and then you kind of learn what you like. And then you still kind of go out of your comfort zone and experiment with like half frame. Like, wait, half frame? Yep. I can get like yep. 70 some odd shots or 40 mm-hmm. some odd shots on a, you know, Fuji 224 exposure. Like, that's amazing. So you get into that. And it's just like, and then it challenges you in different ways. Like, no meter, meter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, max shutter speed of 500th of a second versus like 1,000th or 2,000th of a second. Like all these cool, you add all those ingredients into just you trying to shoot your kids playing or your friends or a dinner or a meetup or people at a park or street photography. And then you mash it all together. And it's just this like super fun, addicting thing to do. Like so many factors and so many ways you can go with it, you know, shoot different subjects and different tools and different film and different speeds of yeah. stuff and different lenses. We were talking about on our Facebook, the Analog Talk Facebook group, somebody asked like, what is their like New Year's film resolutions? Um, and mine is to shoot more, shoot more different film because I was stuck in the shooting the same stuff or the same type of stuff. Yeah. So I shot some black and white. Oh, I should also bring this up, Timothy. I developed finally a roll of film by myself. You did. I saw that. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, our former guest, uh, Andre, helped me <laughs> walk me through some a little bit of meltdown. I couldn't get the film on the roll, and I was, like, so upset. And Oh, yeah. That's, we hopped on a video a... chat, and he helped me through it. So, um, But I got the, scans, got the scans back because I don't have a scanner. I had to bring it to the lab and get scanned. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is such a different thing, you know? Just, like, shooting different films for different looks is part of the fun. Like, yeah, you can have different cameras and stuff like that get different looks but like the thing about digital is like it they all always look sort of the same you know what i mean mm, unless you put like yeah. some crazy photoshop filter on there but i just like love the idea of being like i want this look and putting you know this kind of film in and going out and shooting it and you know oh yeah you just don't get that with digital our buddy trev lee is uh, he gave a presentation at this uh film meetup community thing that we threw with the darkroom lab uh called the film paella it was awesome we had eight speakers talking about film we had like 80 guests come 
listen on this. It's like a workshop, work group thing. We're going to have again. That was kind of like the, the trial that we did, but it was amazing. Anyways, he spoke at length about, he's like, I was, it was a foggy day and I was shooting on the water. So I knew I should shoot with Ektar 100 to, to get those tones. Like he just knew what to shoot with yeah. based on what, cause he's just so experienced and I'm not yeah. there at all. Yeah. I shoot, I'm like you, I sh- I'm kind of in my comfort zone because of yeah. costs and stuff mm-hmm. too. I kind of shoot cheaper film. Right. I shoot like Sinistel or like Uji 200, Kodak 400 or black and white stuff, but nothing like too exotic. Like I just, uh, like I have one roll Ektar 100 that I still haven't shot. I'm like waiting for that special moment. Ektar <laughs> like yep. blew my mind because I was, you know, everybody knows Portrait 400 and then I shot a roll oh, of yeah. Ektar through my can- my Canonet and I didn't like it that much. The reds were like super hot. But then I put it in my Yashica T4 and the colors were like so different that I was like, yeah. holy cow, like what? <laughs> like I didn't even know colors could be like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did you push the film oh, yeah. too? No. They're just, Ektar is just so vibrant in a way that Portrait 400 obviously isn't. So it's like, yeah, just being like, I'm going to, I want to try, like, I need a list of things that I've shot and haven't shot and just like start crossing them off. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a good way to, you know, like if you're, if you're, if you're an artist with your photography, you yeah, treat like refine it your style, as, I guess. as art, you know, mm-hmm. like it's good to, to go outside of that box all the time mm-hmm. because putting yourself in a box, you get very stale. You're not, you're not motivated to try new things. You know, you, like me, I, I shoot, you know, Kodak Trix poster 1600 <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And when I went home, I was like, I'm going to shoot this act like uh acros acros whatever it's called um the fuji black and white film and i was like i'm gonna do something different because you know like why not like Mm -hmm. why would i not try something new because i want to grow with this i want to i want to learn i mean maybe 10 years from now i'll be doing some other weird style of photography or doing something completely like maybe i'll be a like a color photographer like that would (laughs) that'd be weird but i would never i would never (laughs) it would be i I would never know because i never push myself to do anything different Mm -hmm. you know and there's a difference between like being a gear gassed up crazy person and buying every single thing you know and because that limits you too because then you before you leave the house you're like oh i need to take this camera because that's what i shoot that with and i need Mm -hmm. this and i need that and that and i feel those chains i feel myself chaining myself Mm -hmm. every time I pack my bag to leave to go out and do something because I need to think for an hour before I leave of what camera I'm going to take with me. You know, I I finally feel like I've like narrowed down what I want to do right now. So and it's it's all because I tried something new. Like I stepped outside of the the normal of what I normally do. So it's I don't know. It's just it's I I want you to try new stuff, Chris, because, you know, just like like last year, we we, all we would do was talk about the same stuff. Your black and white photos looked so good. Thank you. It was just like it was Triax. By the way, I shot Triax and I was like, maybe because I've shot I shot my lap. I shot T-Max prior to that. And I'm mm -hmm. digging Triax. Yeah, Trix is is gritty. You know, it's just like it's a classic. You know, T-Max is I, I went on a T-Max kick like in the summer of last year and which sounds like it was so long ago saying last year but it was literally two days ago um but (laughs) i i went on a t-max kick and i was like man this film is awesome like it's it's just a different grain structure and again it was just like there's a now i know like if i need to pack that film for a certain thing that i'm going for like that's what I need. Like, yeah. And you don't know these things if you don't try, try something mm-hmm. different. Right. You know? Yeah. That's it's awesome. real easy to get stuck in your ways. <laughs> well, speaking of that question, I think that's kind of a great question to ask you guys as well. Do you guys have any photo 
2018 resolutions? Like anything you like, what do you want to do in 2018 that you're not really doing now? I'll start. Uh, yeah, you can say, I mean, there's so many things. There. For, I know there's there for me, <laughs> what I posted up was I want to keep developing my own black and white film, shoot more black and white, try different films. I think that was basically it. Just get, get out there and, and we just, like we just talked about, just shoot more stuff and shoot more often. So my fridge is like full now because I got a bunch of stuff for Emulsive and like <laughs> my family gave me film and like, so now, you know, I have no excuse not to shoot it. Like, cause I, you know, you go out and I'm like, well, I don't, this isn't like, I want to wait. This is not the shop. I went to New York and I was like, I'm just going to shoot. So I finished the whole, basically a whole roll just in like maybe a two hour span because I wasn't holding back. So like I'm trying not to hold back. Mm, I like that. You know what I mean? So that's my, yeah. those are my resolutions for 2018. You know, I don't really have resolutions. I, I just, I. Or goals. What, you know. I really want to. Whatever. Yeah, well, I, it's just do, it's, it's do more. Like I want to do more with, you know, the podcast and like all that stuff. I want to do more with the YouTube channel mm-hmm. just because there's growth there. There's growth with us. Like there's community behind all this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it's just time to, to go for it. It's like kind of one of those like now or never things, you know, right. it's like if I don't, if I don't really like grasp what I'm doing now and like really try, I feel like I'll, I'll really regret it later in life that I didn't, you know, ride this wave because Mm -hmm. there, there's, there's, you know, the, the waves are up. It's time to, you know, ride this thing out and, and do something. Like I was thinking about it just today while I was at work doing my, my droning adult life thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I need to just like pack up my four or five, and like go into the woods because there is nothing I love more than, you know, shooting pictures of like, like I'm not a landscape photographer. Like I've never really considered myself one, but every time I do it with like large format, I am just so like, my heart is completely full. So I feel like that's something I need to do more. Like apparently the Smoky Mountains are in Tennessee. I have no idea. I really don't lived here for like five years and I still have no idea what's outside of my little town that I live in, you know, like, so that's it's definitely like explore more, like push the boundaries of my photography because I feel like I have a lot more to give with it than what I'm doing. Kind of like a I, I made a YouTube video about it not too long ago about, you know, getting off your butt and getting out and doing something because it feels so much better than just sitting mm-hmm. and, you know, watching your Netflix and your this oh and that. Like it, it, it's time to just like do something. You know, like it's really time. So I think that's my goal is to just do more. Love it. What about you, Juan? Oh, it's always, I mean, do more is definitely up there. I mean, I have two kids, eight year old, a 21 month old, and I have a baby boy on the way in May. Um, We're trying to build build beers and cameras. Uh, Actually, New York is another chapter that we're, it's just not as solid yet, but definitely 2018 New York. Actually, like two chapters in New York is so big. Yeah. Um, there's so many anyways but away from beers and cameras i would say as far as like my like personal photography um i learned late in 2017 because i shoot both i shoot digital and i shoot mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. digital i need to shoot at the beers and cameras meetups because frankly i need content and right. it's way yeah. too expensive and i can't shoot yeah. at you know 12,800 iso on my mm-hmm. m6 or whatever <laughs> um so i have to shoot film i mean digital and i shoot film but uh, it's to not shoot both images at the same time. Like I, I was so 2017 in the beginning, especially I would shoot one image. I'm like, wait, let me show my film too. And then I would post the freaking digital one. And then I'd finally get my film back. And I'm like, 
damn it, I knew yeah, it would be way I have, cooler. I used to have me yeah. all the yeah. time. It used to have like, me just, all the time. Just stop. And I finally got to the point where I was confident. I'm like, oh, it's a shot. It's a beautiful shot. Even if it's it's going to be more beautiful or more soulful than what I can imagine. And just trust the process and trust mm-hmm. the tool and trust that I've shot it enough to understand if it's going to probably be or to overexpose certain situations or mm-hmm. backlit ones or whatever. And to just pick one and be like, no, this is going to be. A, and I did that recently and I've got to do more of that. And I also got a Pentax 6-7 um, that Ooh. I got from Camera, Camera West. Yeah. And I haven't shot it. It needed a new battery, which I was bummed out about because I thought it didn't work. And I just found out the battery was dead. Ugh. So, yeah, they need a battery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They put a battery in it. And I have some uh, Sinistil rolls that I got from those guys. And there is a project that I want to do, um, which I'm pretty excited to do, which I feel like it's, I should have done it months and months and months ago, but it's going to be a film only with the six, seven and kind of like a public service type campaign that I got to do that I'm going to share on all of our accounts. So hopefully you'll see that before middle of 2018, hopefully sooner than that. <laughs> uh, but shoot more film stuff and for projects and family things and put the digital down, like pick one. Mm-hmm. That, that, that'd be one yeah. of mine. And for beers and cameras, there's just the list is like YouTube. I continue working with like Big Head Taco and my just, I've just been so blessed meeting so many great people that I want to just collaborate and do so many cool things with them all. I would like to do, actually do some of them. Yeah. More of them if yeah. I can. But time, time's a, an issue with me so time is always an issue yeah. man. time is uh there's a way to slow this clock and world down man i'd be on top of it right now oh my gosh yeah so i mean it's already day two of 2018 <laughs> I, I guess it's yeah it, i mean but it's going i mean it's time like my dad always said time will pass no matter what so it's like what you do with it like mm-hmm. it'll be tomorrow regardless yeah. so either uh, that's not real I'm not quoting him very well but yeah. basically like <laughs> it's gonna be you know it's gonna pass no matter what so you might as well do something and do what you because love you're too. only gonna regret not yeah and do yeah do what you love no it's just what you said earlier about you know shooting one and then picking up the other using the digital camera but also taking the phone see i have the luxury of developing film at home like Mm. i i am my lab so i i get to see the results pretty much right away and i i've grown really comfortable in the last i'd say probably two years it's it's been a it's been a while where like i can now take pack of i got asked just recently i was in i was in line at starbucks yet again i'm always at starbucks and one of the co-workers there follows me on instagram and stuff like that and it's just like man i saw your engagement photos do you do senior pictures my sister wants to get her senior pictures taken and i was like not really you know like no i pretty much gave up on doing that kind of stuff because it, it wasn't fun when you get hired for stuff like that you're being hired to do what they want and yeah. like i like doing what i want you know yeah. what i mean yeah. and like if i do get hired for something like that i want it to be because of the way i do things you could also preface like that you are a film photographer and that's what you shoot on yeah well i mean she got it and that and that, that was the part that kind of like blew my mind after i just went through the spiel of like ah, i don't really do this because you know i want to make something that i'm like getting something out of like i want it to be my idea i want it to be this and that and that and she's like oh no like we want you to have full control like you pick the set you know like, that's all awesome. this stuff and i was just like I, I i was kind of you know taken back by it i was just like wow really she's like yeah like we just love but the whole family was looking at your instagram and was like yeah this is the guy that we want to do the senior pictures with and i was just like man like maybe i am finally at that point where like with film that i don't have to 
keep the digital camera yeah. in the bag as a backup to make sure that I got, yeah. you know, 3,000 photos of the same Yeah, pose. I can't even tell you how many times I've taken, because I was like shooting weddings forever. Well, not forever, but, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I would take the contacts and I would shoot a lot of stuff on that. And then, you know, I would shoot the digital basically to like convince, like not convince them, but like they want to see it right there, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And then it would always, I would not shoot as much film because of that. And then what I did shoot was better than my digital. And I was like, damn, like, yeah. I wish yeah. I could be one of those people, like they can just shoot a whole wedding or a whole event or a whole shoot, just all film. But yeah. that'd be cool. Would you do paid work if you could just do film? Yes. Okay. 100%. Got it. I, I mean, I would. I don't know well, about Chris. Because it, it just changes the way you work anyway. If you shot yeah. a whole wedding on film, it's not the same as, like, I've shot four weddings with my wife, like, out of, out of the blue. We, I wanted, I never even second shot a wedding. And I just went to like straight into shooting four weddings at a time, and they were like, Dang. "Yeah, no, yeah, yeah." And it was intense, and they, yeah, yeah they treat you like a second class citizen. And if yeah. I was shooting film, though, I'd be like, "You'd slow down. Mm-hmm. I can't take twenty thousand, yeah. you know, like yeah. fifteen thousand shots. Like, or I'm gonna charge you ten thousand dollars for yeah. this film developing or whatever." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think if you could just do you, do documentary style, whatever you do, and do it on film, I think that's like everybody's dream almost. You know, I don't know. I mean, at least for me too, a lot of people yeah. I think are in this, feel the same way. Like, oh, I can just do me film or on a like a range finder which is what kind of what i feel like i would like either digital because that also kind of slows you down in a similar way i think um that'd be amazing you know yeah yeah well there's a lot of people that are i know who are like marketing themselves that way and and like their clients well at least for the wedding clients like know that going in yeah. so they yeah. they just trust it so you you know once you get confident in being able to say i'm the i'm film only i mean because the work speaks for itself so you don't have to no. like convince people of it. Just be like, look at look at all of this is film. Like, right. I would trust that, you know. But obviously, yeah. I'm biased or whatever. Duh. <laughs> I, I'm not like uh, this is digital, but I got an M. I got a, a RD one. I guess familiar with an Epson RD one. No, a Epson RD one. <laughs> it's like the first digital rangefinder. So oh. they took a best. A vo- oh. They took a Voigtlander best of body, and they worked with mm-hmm. Seiko Epson that company, and they made the first digital rangefinder like a leica rangefinder but it was an epson voigtland body basically and i own one that's crazy yeah that was and that because we couldn't get the leica so i got that instead and it was amazing because you literally it's you have to cock the shutter before every shot you're limited okay. to iso 1600 but it's crap so it's really more like iso six you know 800 yeah. maybe yeah yeah um everything's manual except these manual lenses it's really like even the back screen folds away and the sd card is hidden and the batteries look like it's a circular thing. So it almost looks like film. And people, when I wore them, I, they thought it was a film camera. And honestly, I don't blame them. Cool. It looks just like a film camera. And I did that. And it's just, it was like my poor man's film camera because I don't have to spend the money on developing. But yeah, I had the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same process, the same like manual focusing, the same picking everything. And I, if I didn't flip the LCD screen around, if I kept it shut, I didn't even know what I just took until I, I got home, processed the raw files, kind of like you develop your own film. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Yeah. That kind of got me. I got an M9, and it does, I don't have to. I don't have to, you know, cock the shutter for every shot or anything. But I'm so confident now with shooting rangefinder style, whether it's film or digital. And now, like, I shoot my kids, and they run around like crazy. And to me, I'm like, no, you can shoot kids with the rangefinder. You can yeah. shoot these things with yeah. film. You can slow down. Just get good at manual focusing. Like, you don't need 399 focus points. It, yeah, it, right. I think. It's yeah. easier with that, but you yeah. can get to the point where, like, no, you can be like back in the sixties and fifties and seventies uh-huh. and eighties when mm-hmm. you just had to like manually focus everything. People shot weddings with film, yeah, manually focused, and yeah. you know, 
it can be done. It just takes skill. And when you develop that, it's so rewarding. It's, it's like, yeah, if I can do paid work, I kind of do, I guess, but it's mostly like product photography and I do use my Leica for that kind of stuff. But if I could do paid work and I could, we could just shoot Leicas and film stuff and like slow down. I know. I was talking, I, I talk all the time about like, cause I do set photography out here in LA and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, those guys oh, back in the day. With an XT2, I think? Or you uh, have shot with an I have XT2? shot with I XT2, yeah. yeah. I don't, I didn't have it, pulled the trigger on it just yet, but she will be mine soon. <laughs> but those guys, you know, that's all they had. I mean, it's all they had. That's all they had. There was no digital. So they had to like, you know, carry a bunch of rolls of film and they had to be more thoughtful about what they're going to take and when they were going to take it. Just like and not even just on set. Yeah, and, and just everywhere, you know, and they trusted it because that's, that's what it was. The, yeah. the, the magic of it was you're going to shoot it, you're going to meter it and you're going to develop it. And it's going to bam, it's going to be there. It's just right. so interesting yeah. that like, even still, like, sometimes I'm like, well, what if it, what if I mess this up? Like, what if it's yeah. not there? You know, like your parents shot with them. Like everybody, yeah, like everybody did. That's all, you know, yep. But yeah. so yeah, shoot, I feel like shooting more will will definitely you know remedy that. Hopefully, hopefully that'll go away some sometime soon. <laughs> I just wish like it, it. My confidence always comes from film. Like when I look at my old digital shots, when I was you know really hardcore into digital photography. I just always over processed everything mm-hmm. and I I was never good at that end like that end of things of, of even if I would turn a photo black and white it just looks over processed and and weird like I don't know why I couldn't I mean don't get me wrong I made some good photos that I was proud of back when I was shooting digital and stuff like that like there were photos that you know I liked but switching to film every it, it just like it it looks great like it always just looks how I want it to look mm-hmm. and how I want to interpret the way the photo is, you know, like if it's like like an old timey, especially with this folding six by nine camera that I've been shooting with a lot. It gives it this timeless look like is it night? Is it like 1910 or is <laughs> it awesome. 2018? You know, like it's just I, I love that about film is that it's like a like a timeless mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it and it just. I don't know. I, I don't have to process it at all. The only thing I have to do is just kind of like clone out a little bit of dust. Yep. and Done deal. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like the stuff I get back, I don't develop my own film yet. And that's not even a 2018 goal because I have so many other things on my mind. And I'm like, <laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, it's, I just don't. I get it back. And I, if I, I don't really do anything. And I, it, I'm, it's awesome. I don't have to do anything. And I just, I'm more accepting of, yep. of, of maybe it could have been more contrasty or maybe I, whatever, mm-hmm. but no, I don't have to. And it's like, I'm perfectly fine with it. It is what it is. Um, and two, I think one, one point, I know you guys aren't like huge on like, or at least I don't think you guys are huge on like getting all gassy about equipment and everything, but oh, are you two, kidding? But, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah no, we totally two, are. <laughs> okay. But the thing is like, I love shooting vintage glass, even on digital or obviously yes. stuff. and you get part of that look like that folding 16 by nine is that lens on there is not mm-hmm. the most contrasty, you know, uh, if you shoot that anywhere near the sun, you're probably gonna get this cool glare and flare oh yeah and that's all Mm -hmm. part of it you know it's not perfect it's not high contrast necessarily or you might be amazingly sharp and you're gonna be like wow this lens is from 1952 and it's like amazing sharp and look at that bokeh you can't get that swirly bokeh anymore they don't let you do that anymore yeah um and that's all part of it too and then you translate that onto like film so cool it's the best Uh, i wish i could just get free processing yeah right i would just shoot film all the time (laughs) if i got free film and free process if i was like sponsored like my, you know, whatever. 
Like Tiger Woods gets sponsored by stuff, but I can be a sponsored photographer for like Kodak or Citadel. The dream right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I say that all the time. I'm just like, man, if I could just get sponsored for doing what I love to do, like <laughs> yeah. life would be, yeah. I mean, it would be heaven on earth <laughs> every single day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get paid to be you. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I see, like, what we're talking about with when you get your photos back and stuff like that from from your lab mm -hmm. and stuff. Like, that's why a lot of people are switching to shooting weddings and film uh -huh. is because they don't have to do anything to their photos. Their yeah. labs, you know, yeah, you know, you, you're, yeah, yeah. You just you they you go and you pick a couple settings at your lab, and you know, you work with them long enough, oh. they know how you like your photos and stuff. Like, it, it's nuts. Like. I was listening to another podcast where this guy was like, I cut down the time of editing and all that stuff in half and I can charge more yeah. because I mm. add film to the name of my job. Now, when I'm shooting your wedding, I'm shooting film and I'm doing less work than sitting there and editing, you know, 25,000 photos take from this wedding. Hours you don't and have hours. to do anything now, you know? Yeah. 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 I used, I used to uh, get my stuff developed, but I'd scan it myself. And, yeah. and then I would like pony up the cash and get, and now that we have this collaboration with the darkroom lab, I like just use them yeah. pretty much. And, um, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, like I get so much, they, they color, the, the color comes out more correct. Um, uh -huh. yeah. Just when I scan it myself on this old software using this Nikon Cool Scan 400 or 4000, you actually put it in a tray and it goes, and it goes really slow. It not only takes away from my family time because they're here yeah. watching a movie while I'm like here on the computer and it's yeah. loud. And then it takes me half an hour or whatever to get through roll. And then I have to edit it, post-process it later because it was like way overexposed or just weird things that the way it scanned it was just incorrect or it's got stuff on it. Now when I send it off and it cost me, you know, 11 bucks or whatever, that's like value. I mean, that puts time back in my yep. my bank mm -hmm. of time, you know? Yeah. And I love the end product. And I love film even more because it's actually correct, done correctly. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not scanning it incorrectly. I, I'm, you should go in there and you scan it and like there's tons of settings and I just leave it all generic so I know it's wrong because <laughs> that software doesn't know so I know yeah. it's wrong yeah. you know yeah, yeah anyways that's one, one that's, aspect that's that like I, the, I learned that's like the one thing I like really like about bringing film to a lab and not scanning at least not color is that I hate color correcting so I love when it just comes back and it's right and I'm like perfect <laughs> yeah they know what film you're using they yeah. already have a probably a format that you know they just they, got, they know what they're doing yeah exactly that's all they do yeah True. See, I I'm just such a sucker for the process. Yeah, like, that's cool. That's why I develop everything myself and and do it all that way. Just because that's the second half. Yeah. That's my, you know, that's my quiet time. That's kind of my time to reflect on what I Design shot time. and stuff like that. So it's just, yeah, it is. It's it's really. I don't know what I would do without that half of this whole thing. Because again, I'm shooting for personal and art and stuff like that. Like it's kind of just another part of another it. way to make sure that it's you know my my hands are doing it you know that's kind of why i'm so stuck in my ways with that like i i've never honestly used a photo lab so i don't even know oh really whoa yeah, yeah i didn't I've know just that been like i i mean walgreens and there was a place called film box here for a little bit of time and i sent them two color rolls white right when i first got started into shooting film because i didn't know i just didn't know how to do color film and all that stuff so but yeah i just i don't know it's just kind of I'm hardcore with this thing. Yeah, that's cool. No, I, I that 
But there's a few guys in our group and gals actually in our group that do it that way as well. Even color, they do it at yeah. home. And uh, yeah, I'm envy them. Like, yeah, like that's awesome. Yeah. And hopefully I can. But it's true though. Like if I, you know, if I had kids running around and stuff like that, that is valuable time right. that I would be missing with that kind of thing. So I, I mean, I get it. It's not, it's not for everyone and you know, stuff like that. And like, you'll get there then your kids will grow up. You'll have a little you know, empty nester eventually. Some, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you'll, you'll have the time to get into it. This, this film thing's not going anywhere. So yeah. What do you guys think about film? Sorry, I'm not trying to, but do you guys think, how do you guys see the film trend or industry? Do you think it's, on the right it's just getting more popular or we're gonna get more film i think that uh film is at a good spot right now just because kodak is back making film there's all these kickstarters and you know GoFundMe with film companies and i was just listening to something i think it was like today or yesterday i was listening to one of these film photography podcasts that i listened to and they were saying how to the common folk to the people that are you know not into this thing at all they they still think film is dead yeah and that's not the market that that's not the market that these film companies are shooting for they're not looking to you know bring it back to the massive thing that it that it was because it'll it'll never be that way because of the convenience and the the price of digital like it's it's so much easier for a mom to take pictures yeah. of her kids with her cell phone or digital camera right. or something like that. So the I, I think, though, that the the community is definitely big enough and strong enough right now that, you know, we're going to support and back whatever comes and gets thrown at us because we love just like we were talking about our resolutions. We love trying new things. Mm -hmm. And we, I mean, I just remember getting into this five years ago, getting into film photography and everybody was just like films dead like it's dead yeah, why don't even bother why why bother the stuff yeah. was getting like discontinued now, too left and right stuff was yeah, like going yeah. away oh, let, and now you think about like a year or two ago think about polaroid originals is coming back like polaroids back yep. in a sense like they they came out with a new camera i definitely think it's on the rise and i hope it continues to stay on the rise i mean it will as long as we we got its back exactly you know as long as the community just stays by it and buys film. You know, we just have to buy the film and buy the cameras that come yep. out and stuff. We have to support it. I mean, yeah, they don't have they don't have a lot of new film cameras, but well, they do, right? But not not as many. Actually, there's a lot of kickstarters for yeah film. Yeah, yeah, which is super exciting. Even Bellamy Hunt, like Japan Camera Hunter, like he's going going ham on building a new yeah. camera, like mm -hmm. a new compact. Cannot wait. Like beautiful camera. I mean, he said it's not going to be cheap, which is understandable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want. Which is fine. If you think about what we spend on like, you yeah. know, the old, like the contacts and stuff. And those are like, we're not guaranteed those are going to work. And if they do for how long, you know, like mm -hmm. the whole, I yeah. will pay money if I can get it fixed, you know, and mm -hmm. know it's not going to die yeah, in my just hand. Like, just technical support alone yeah. for a camera, like knowing that there will be parts available for a new camera to be, you know, maintenance and maintained right. and. It's. I think it's in a good spot. I mean, I really do think film. I really wish the instant world would kind of catch up with, you know, thirty-five millimeter and one twenty and all that stuff because, you know, the peel apart film. I know is, is like one of my all-time favorite films. Instant photography in general. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Polaroid and stuff like that, and I just I hope 
that we will see something like that again, especially with me shooting a lot of 4.5 lately, like the Type 55 film and stuff like that. Like, I want to be able to shoot that stuff. Yeah. And not have to not have to pay a fortune for it, because now if I buy a box of Type 55 film off of eBay, it's like 300 Woo! bucks. And it might it might not even be good. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I so I don't know, man. I think it's at a really good spot right now. Me too. I mean, look, we're building we're building podcasts and YouTube channels mm-hmm. and beers and cameras crews and you know it's just it's like now we're hungry for it right now man like we are we're going for it i think the film community is is definitely bigger and stronger than it it's been in years awesome you know i agree all right guys this is the part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners and this week's question comes from aj what mark on film photography do you want to leave for future generations chris start with you that's a great question aj thank you for sending that in um i think one of the reasons why i like started the podcast was like because i just kind of wanted to be known in the community um especially like (laughs) just wanted your voice yeah i just kind of wanted to like because it was like this is not i don't mean it's in any like bad way but it's like a boys club most of the time and yeah so i just wanted to be like hey i'm a girl and i like the same stuff and i nerd out about this stuff too and i i like you know saw all the people on YouTube and thought I could never do be one of those people. So I I thought everything I've done as far as community-wise in 2017 was like completely out of my comfort zone. So like starting the YouTube, starting the podcast, I was terrified of it. But I just wanted to like ha- have a presence and like be a voice and like connect people to each other and start like my favorite part about this stuff is like our Facebook groups, our Flickr groups, like just I've met friends like we've talked about this before we've met friends now like and I just wanted to like for my photography as far as film photography goes I just wanted to like have a presence basically so I want to leave that kind of mark like a place in the community for other people to enjoy is kind of what I think for that your turn man I I agree with you like I the same kind of thing you know I I wasn't I don't want to like cop your answer (laughs) but it's basically like the same thing like I'm leaving you know, kind of just the things that I've learned. Like, that's what I try to do with this podcast. That's what I try to do with the other little podcasts that I do and the YouTube. I try to just give examples of things that I've learned and just some knowledge. I, I try to, and not that I'm like, you know, that I even know what I'm doing half the time. Like, yeah. a lot of this is always like trial and error and stuff like that. And I just kind of want to, if I can save somebody a little bit of money or <laughs> save somebody a little bit of time, because just like we were talking earlier, man, time just goes by so fast. I mean, it's 2018 already. Like, who's got the time to fail at a bunch of things? So if I can if I can help out in any sort of way, like leaving, you know, this podcast will, as long as iTunes is yeah. around and Podbean and all that stuff, like, we're going to be yeah. there, you know, like, if we're doing it still or not. Yeah. So, I mean... We've had a lot of awesome guests and stuff like yeah. that for this podcast. And I'm I'm glad that this is here. Like I feel like we're leaving a nice little something behind with this podcast. I hope so. Juan, what about you, man? What 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 do you what's your mark on, on this gonna be? <laughs> uh, on film photography? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh Jesus sounds like I'm copying your guys both of you guys' answer. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's hard not to think of that because of you know, the the, the essence of, of beers and cameras meetups is to build community and to showcase yeah. and to kind of uh, bubble it up and bring it to people's attention, whether whether it's digital or film. But um, film has just been such a. I was surprised how important it's become a part of our meetup and um, kind of like um, an essential part of beers and cameras. All the chapters is the film presence there, and a lot yeah. of what gets photographed is like camera porn, 
isn't always like yeah. the newest camera. It's actually the old stuff, the yeah. rare stuff, the stuff people yeah. get from their grandpa and grandma and, um, you know, grandparents and parents' basements, whatever they find at flea markets and thrift stores. It's that stuff. But as far as like leaving a legacy or whatever, it would be, that's a hard one. Um, I think there's, it is. I, and maybe I'm guilty of this too, but less is more with film photography. Like it has, it slows you down. And I think you can apply that to a lot of aspects of your life. Like if you treated, a lot of things you do in life, like as if you're shooting a film with film, yeah. I don't know, you would be more in the moment because I think with film photography, you kind of have to be more in the moment. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I really do, especially compared to digital, but just in life in general, just be there, put your phone down. Mm. And uh, if you're taking film photography shots, you're, you're not shooting with your iPhone. So you're not checking tech, you know, checking yeah, messages exactly. and you're not, you're metering, your hands are busy. You need a, another hand to focus a lot of the time. So I think it just slows you down. So maybe uh newest isn't always best and you slow down and there's a, a huge people community of people just like you and and i, I don't know it's, it's a hard one to really pinpoint i like it, it is. yeah I, ho- I hope that it uh i can help you know i can do my part along with you guys and, and other folks that are doing this to keep it alive and yeah my parents exactly. are surprised that i shoot film so yeah like people are just surprised that people still shoot film and it's a isn't relevant thing i know it's it's so crazy when I'm walking around with like my RB67 or something like that and they see just something like totally foreign and weird. You know, I always get the, is that a, is that a film camera? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even, did, where, where do you get film? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm like, on. you don't even know, man. Yeah. I was like, there is a whole world out there, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, and people associate anything that looks weird or odd or old to film and as it's like yeah. is that a are you still using a iphone 3 or something yeah um, yeah yeah just like <laughs> yeah. yeah like i bring out a x pro 2 is that a film camera like, everything's like a film camera yeah. is that, why are you shooting mm-hmm. film what's that around your neck um it's kind of funny even though a lot of film cameras look like dslrs right you get a lot of the newer nikon stuff or f100s or whatever look like yeah my, DSLRs, i have a, so. a yeah. canon uh, elon 7ne and people don't know it's film Cause I'll yeah. show them like, oh, can I take your picture or whatever? And then they're like, oh, cool. Let me see can it. I and see? I just, fl- I turn the back over and it's not a, a, a digital. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. tricked you. Man, that's how, when I shoot, I, sh- I have an EOS, like a EOS Canon Rebel. Yeah. It's a Rebel S or something like that. I mean, it looks just it like the Rebels mm-hmm. you can get at Target. Yeah. And it's black and, and, you know, people still just are like, oh man, let me see it. It's like, no, Psych. You, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you see it in like three days. Yeah. I've actually, I've had my Leica M9 and people assume it's film and they're mm-hmm. like sketchy yeah. weird and they ask to see it or like kind of get and I'm like, oh, it's film. Yeah, it's film. And I just walk away like, yeah, because I don't yeah. want to really oh, talk perfect. to you. perfect, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's film. I, like I can't it. show you anything. I don't want you getting close to my stuff. That's funny. Well, that was a great question, AJ. Thanks for writing the email in and taking the time. This is also where we ask our guests what our listener challenge is going to be this week. So, Juan, we've given you more than enough time. <laughs> what did you come up with? <laughs> What's it going to be? So, uh, I think my my challenge will be, and this is because I think I'm surrounded by a lot of um, really talented portrait photographers, but it's to not forget to shoot your family and those close by, those you love, your, your aunts, your uncles, your grandparents, because I think in five, seven, ten years, those are the images you're really going to cherish and potentially not so much you know, the flash in the pan models, I, you know, Instagram models are just trying to get attention for, you know, the yeah. 15 minutes of fame. So I think my challenge would be to, if that's your style, especially to, you know, you know, to focus on family and friends and shooting a really 
a good portrait of them, even if they're not the prettiest person in the world, but recognizing that they have like inner beauty and that, and that photo of them is potentially a lot more important yeah. than well, um, is more worthwhile. This is a good challenge. I'm pro, I'm, I think I'm going to go out and actually participate in this one because one of, one of the other, uh, news resolution, photo resolutions is to shoot more portraits. So this gives me a good excuse to like grab my boyfriend or, my best friend or whoever, my roommate, and be like, I'm going to take your picture because it's a challenge yeah. and I have to. If you're like camera shy or... Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Juan. That's a girl. Yeah, I like that. That's great. Thank you, Juan, so much for joining us. Uh, this has been really awesome. Uh, thank you for all you do with beers and cameras in the community. It's, it's. I can't wait to go to the next LA one. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And um, I love what you guys are doing. You guys are great people and... I love, it's oh, cool seeing you guys man. on YouTube and talking to you in person. It's always surreal yeah. for me <laughs> to do that. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, and hopefully we'll be in a, a, a city near you one day. Yeah, where can everybody check beers and cameras out just in general to stay up to date with that stuff? So our main Instagram account would be at beers and cameras. And then we have all the chapters start with like at beers and cameras underscore LA and at beers and cameras underscore SAC for Sacramento, at beers and cameras underscore PHX for Phoenix things like that. But then we also have a website, which is www.beersandcameras.com. And um, we're on Facebook, but our presence there, honestly, I hate Facebook. So <laughs> I haven't really given it too much. Same here. Yeah, it's just, I need to do it. I need to pay somebody to just like rock there you that. Go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but, but those are our main avenues with beersandcameras.com and our Instagram, Beers and Cameras. Awesome. Timothy, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Timothy Makeups. And um, I also make YouTube videos, and I finally fixed the link on Yay. that, so you can find me there as Timothy Makeups as well. Um, I also do a well, I haven't been doing it because I've been on break, but I also do a kind of solo podcasty thing on the Anchor app. It's called We Believe in Film. Um, it's just where, and off the top of my head, you get to hear me ramble about my woes and and sorrows of photography (laughs) it's not all depressing and sad it's i usually try to keep it positive and keep it fun and there's also a feature on there where you can call in and ask questions and stuff like that so a little disappointed in the anchor app these days but i'm i'm gonna come back and try to figure this thing out i think that's about it for me chris where are you at so i'm crispy photo on instagram twitter and youtube i have a film only instagram crispy shoots film the podcast is analog talk pod on twitter analog talk podcast on instagram we have a facebook page you can like and we also have a facebook group that you guys can join because that has been like blowing up lately i love chatting with you guys like every day it's been the best and we also have a Flickr group that's where you guys can contribute to the photo challenges um drop the challenge in and there's discussions on there too uh just keep keep chatting away it's the best part oh and if you guys have questions you can send us a message on instagram or our email it's um, Analog Talk Podcast on Gmail. Yay! Awesome. Yay! And don't forget, you guys can also support us on Patreon. And that's just patreon.com slash analog. Bra- we're br- Timothy and I are currently brainstorming on all the ways we can uh, have fun with that space. So stay tuned for that. If you'd like to pledge, every- any little bit helps us keep this, this, thing, this thing going, basically. We love you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Juan, thank you so much again. This has been awesome. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Awesome, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.